Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. It's Champions League Wednesday preview. Two huge games with Jimmy Conrad and Jonathan Johnson. Barcelona look to try and get another remontada against PSG as they lead 4-1 in the second leg. And Liverpool lead RB Leipzig 2-0. But of course, things are not going smoothly for Jurgen Klopp's side. But we'll see what happens. It's PSG against Barcelona. Liverpool against RB Leipzig. Wednesday Champions League preview. Que golazo begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gego Lasso Champions League Wednesday preview. Some big, big games. And we welcome, of course, Jimmy Conrad wearing Liverpool. I see <laughs> you're going with this, Jimmy. Listen, first and foremost, I want to make sure that everybody knows that you never pod alone. Okay. That's first and foremost. Second, I want to say that I just want to give him some good vibes. Okay. I have a lot of friends that support Liverpool and they're really in the in the dumps right now, right? They're feeling down about everything. And I just thought this would be a nice way for me to show some support. Very nice of you. But Jonathan Johnson knows, unless you've suffered relegation and championship, get out of here. JJ, Jonathan Johnson, how are you, my friend? Hey, very well, thanks. How are you guys doing? It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, so happy to have you, JJ, with his beautiful PSG background. And of course, we begin with that huge game. In the Champions League on Wednesday, round the 16th, second leg, PSG hosting Barcelona. PSG with a 4-1 lead before we begin with uh, Jimmy's easy money and, of course, JJ with his analysis. Obviously, the news, the biggest news, Neymar is out of this one, even though he was training, he is out of this game. So that's a big one that everybody needs to know. And we will continue now with Jimmy. Give me some info on this game and what do you think as PSG hold a 4-1 lead? That's the thing. They are holding on to a 4-1 lead. I don't think their intent is going to be the same as it was in leg one where they really wanted to put uh, their stamp on things and to get that early lead. And obviously killing Mbappe was amazing in that game and really let everybody know that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with for probably the next 10 to 15 years. I think that Barcelona are going to do something in this game. I don't think they're going to lose this one. They've never lost three straight Champions League games in their history. They lost to Juve on the last match day. They lost to PSG in leg one. This would be unprecedented. They got a boost. They've been playing pretty well. They've come back from against Sevilla in the Copa del Rey semifinals. I'm just trying to lay all this out for you guys that I think there's a possibility. We could, I, Barcelona are still in a shout with the treble, everybody. They could win La Liga. They're, they're clipping the heels of Atleti. They're now in the Copa del Rey final, and they have a lot of work to do in the Champions League, especially in this one. But 
I think they're going to get a result. I found some good value on William Hill. Leo Messi to score with his left foot plus 110. I, I think he's going to score. Even if he takes a penalty, it's going to be with his left foot. So you have to respect that. And then I like Barcelona to win both teams to score plus 325. I was wavering on this a little bit because I could see a 2-2 draw. This, is, this game is screaming 2-2 draw to me. But I think that Barcelona are going to do enough to do it, even though you guys are going to be like, are you kidding me? That back four for Barcelona is in shambles. And you got Di Maria back in the team and Mbappe, of course, and Icardi leading the lines. And it doesn't matter if Neymar plays or not. They're still going to score because PSG just score. But they're both teams are going to score Barcelona to win plus 325. I'm going with it. I'm not turning back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're getting some good analysis and some very brave guys. You know what? I'm not, I'm not completely far off that. Jonathan Johnson, what say you from Paris and PSG, especially from their perspective? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, uh, the plan for PSG was to bring Neymar in uh, at some point during the game, most likely in the last 15 minutes, uh, you know, poten potentially to play a cameo. So that's a disappointment. I'd say that the biggest concern for PSG in this game uh, is the absence of Moise Ken, who tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, he's been out uh, isolating and he won't be back in time for the game. So that's obviously uh, a, a disappointment for Maurizio Pochettino, considering the way that he played in the first leg. But uh, I think PSG have a point to prove uh, coming into this game. Like Jimmy said, uh, you know, I don't think you can count Barcelona out because of their recent turnaround in form. I don't think that if they were to get a positive result, it would be enough to turn the whole tie around and advance, uh, you know, but I could see Barcelona getting a, a, a positive result. Um, I'm not sure that I can see PSG giving up too much uh, from their first leg lead. Uh, you know, Maurizio Pochettino knows uh, very well how this side is only just sort of cast off the, the, the shadow of remontada that had been cast, uh, you know, four years ago. Uh, and it's something that the French press have started to talk about in the build-up to this game, but, you know, almost kind of half-heartedly, really. They don't really believe that this Barca side is going to pull off uh, another uh, comeback like that one. Uh, so I think that the the, the big question mark is, uh, you know, how attacking Pochettino makes PSG from the start of the game. Obviously, Mbappe uh, is coming off the back of that fantastic performance uh, against Barcelona where he got the hat trick. He's been rested as well uh, domestically because he was suspended for the trip to Bordeaux last midweek, played over the weekend against Brest and scored a fantastic uh, Ronaldo Nazario-esque effort uh, and you know I think he'll be he'll be feeling confident uh, and you know I think that PSG will be looking more at how to uh, you know ensure that they don't lose this game or fall behind early enough uh, you know to sort of set the the, the jitters going within the team uh, I think that they will definitely have enough to, to score multiple times and I don't dislike Jimmy's 2-2 uh, suggestion earlier. Well, yeah, I mean, it is a, a, an entertaining thought to think that. And by the way, if you go to CBSSports.com, you can read a lot of Jonathan Johnson previewing this game and much more, uh, including in the Champions League round of 16. But Jimmy, let me ask you a question. Do it. Let's take away Mbappé for a second. Let's take away Lionel Messi for a second. If Barcelona were to do this, it's highly improbable, but not impossible. Let's say if they were to do it, where is it coming from? Because it's not just Messi, Right. Uh, as much as we obviously depend on him if you're a Barcelona player. But if Barcelona were to even hint at something close to a remontada, who else could uh, help out? 
Well, Jordy Alba, I think, has really stepped up, not playing much defense, but boy, does he like to bomb forward every time he's in the box. Like, Why is he in the box? But then he's there and he's scoring some great goals. I know he came off with a bit of a knock over the weekend, but I think he'll be back and ready to go in this one. And he's very important. And Messi's always looking for him, right? If Messi's kind of caught in the middle and it doesn't look like there's a lot of movement, you're going to sense that Jordy Alba is going to be bombing forward as he, as he times his run to get back the back in, behind the back four. Scored a great goal this weekend, exactly for that point. He did. And and so I think that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Ushman Dembele has been very good. Obviously, he can create on his own. Scored a very big goal against Juve in Turin in the, the Champions League group stages, which ultimately gave Barcelona the confidence to go on to win that 1-2-0. Uh, Antoine Griezmann has been very good as of late, too. But they need to score early. To, to JJ's point and what we saw in the La Remontada before, they scored early. Luis Suarez scored early in that one. And that really set the tone. There was that belief. We can do this. We can get back. And obviously, they're at the camp now in front of 80,000 people all urging them on. So, so that's a little bit different than the circumstances now. PSG have four away goals. So even if Mbappe wasn't playing, I suspect that, that PSG will still get through it. Pochettino was going to organize the team very, very well. I'm a big fan of Keeler Navas, who doesn't get the credit he deserves for all the success that he had with Real Madrid. I still like Verratti underneath as the number 10. I think when he's higher up the field, the team just flows a little bit better, but it's important that he's in the team. Di Maria comes back in, and I think Icardi will, will be busy as well, especially against the back four, Barcelona. Yeah, I know they have a few clean sheets in a row, and they're, they're kind of tightening things up, but uh, this is <laughs> Osasuna is not PSG, you know what I mean? So I, I think that this is going to be a long one. I still think Barcelona can get a result, to JJ's point. The 2-2, if you wanted Barcelona to, to and both teams to draw, both teams to score, that would be plus 310, just to give you guys a, another value there on William Hill. So from you, JJ, uh, non-Kylian Mbappé, uh, non-Messi, who, who are you looking for to make a, a point here? Because you talked about, obviously, we all did, obviously, about the 4-1 lead. So it's about protection for Pochettino as much as it is as going forward. So I'm imagining the midfield is going to be very busy uh, on, on Wednesday. Who are you looking for to, to make an impact aside from the main obvious names? Yeah, I mean, I think if we're casting our eyes towards the midfield, uh, a key figure in that uh, PSG makeup will be Leandro Paredes, uh, you know, Spanish speaker. Uh, you know, he'll be able to tr trash talk a lot, try and disrupt Barcelona's play, you know. He's and he's Argentinian, JJ, Argentinian. so he has that extra, extra banter as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, he, you know, he's perfect for these kind of games because he gets in the face of the opponents, breaks up what they're trying to do. The only worry I'd, I'd have from a PSG point of view is you've got guys like Paredes on a booking. So if they pick up a, a yellow card, uh, you know, they're potentially suspended for the next match after this. This was also a concern about Neymar coming into the game. You know, would PSG really benefit from throwing him into an emotionally charged match for 10, 15 minutes at the end uh, and then potentially risk him picking up a booking and as soon as he's come back from injury, being unavailable for one of the, the next two legs, assuming that they can make it to the quarterfinals. So, you know, that's something to definitely bear in mind. I think Idrissa Gay blows very hot and cold with PSG. He'll be important in this one. And if... You know, he does start because he was pretty poor in the opening leg uh, and was withdrawn at halftime. Uh, you know, he's going to have to perform much better than he did at camp now. Uh, it seems to be uh, that there's a decision to be made at right back as well. Florenzi will be in the squad, but Pochettino's undecided about whether he puts him in from the start. I also thought Florenzi was one of the weak links for PSG in the first half against Barca in the first leg. Uh, came into his own in the second half, uh, managed to play a, a role in the build-up to the second PSG goal. So, uh, you know, I 
I definitely think those are some of the areas to keep an eye on. Uh, and obviously with Marquinhos uh, partnering President Kimpembe in the center of defense, uh, those two will be uh, important in order to keep things tight at the back uh, for PSG. But as Jimmy said, Totally agree on Kalon Navas. You know, he doesn't always get the credit that he deserves. One of the best buys uh, by PSG in the Qatari era. Uh, you know, he's worth his weight in gold in these kind of matches. Uh, you know, and you wouldn't fancy Barca putting too many past him uh, on the nights because, you know, especially in the Champions League, he seems to come up big so often. It was the case with Real Madrid and it's still the case uh, with PSG. And I think he'll relish uh, coming up against an old nemesis like uh, Lionel Messi. Yeah, I'm really conflicted about this one, guys. Uh, a lot of information from both of you. Thank you so much. I'm so, I don't know. I, I want to be a romantic and I want to see something special, but 4-1 might just be too much, uh, even for Barcelona looking good. So let me just... All right, so you're sticking with 2 all, Jimmy Conrad. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, just for fun, I'll say, I'll say 3-2 uh, Barcelona, but... It's got strong 2-2 vibes, and so I'll, I'll let uh, – if you guys are betting, just make sure you, you consider all options there. But okay. I'm, I'm kind of straddling that fence, 3-2, 2-2. regardless, PSG going through. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Jonathan Johnson? I'm going to stick with my original prediction uh, that I made in the, the piece that went up a couple of days ago, and I'm going to say 2-1 PSG. Mm, that's bold. Yeah, I forgot what I said in that piece. So I, I, I'm just going to make an... <laughs> I think that's convenient. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be wrong either way. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, think I, I think I see PSG winning this game, but PSG going through. So I would probably go for a 2-1 Barcelona, but with PSG going through regardless, because the lead is just too big. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back uh, here at Kigolasso, we will discuss the second game, which is Liverpool hosting RB Leipzig. Stay right here. Kigolasso Wednesday Champions League preview. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. I wanted to let you know about Paramount Plus, which is live right now. You've probably seen the journey to Mount Paramount, spots featuring Bill Cower, James Corden, Patrick Stewart, Beavis, and Butthead. Yeah, it's been quite a squad. But Paramount Plus is live sports, breaking news, and a mountain of entertainment. You can go straight from game day to movie night with Paramount Plus. Stream iconic movies like The Godfather, Indiana Jones, and Mission Impossible, and new episodes of critically acclaimed original series like Star Trek Picard, uh, The Good Fight, and The Stand. And get this, get this. It's where you can dive into live sports from CBS Sports in the U.S., including the NFL, March Madness, which is coming up, the Masters, and, of course, the Champions, the Champions League. Plus, stream hit shows from CBS, Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Smithsonian Channel, and Comedy Central. They have every single episode, guys, of Keenan and Kel. I'm going there every single time. There's live sports, breaking news, and a mountain of entertainment. Paramount Plus, streaming right now hey everybody welcome back to kego lasso wednesday preview champions league jimmy conrad and jonathan johnson and jimmy wearing liverpool who are really going through a very tough time but with a two nothing lead against rb leipzig they host the german side on wednesday jimmy what do you have for me well <laughs> it's funny that i'm wearing this i don't have an rb leipzig 
jersey. So I guess that <laughs> is that the uh, reason, or you're just I mean, being supportive? No, no, no. I definitely want to be supportive of my Liverpool friends. I think they're going to lose this one, <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're going to go through. So if that makes them feel any better, it probably doesn't. And I want to pose this to Liverpool fans. If we would have told you three years ago, hey, you're going to win the Champions League one year. The following year, you're going to win the Premier League for the first time in 30 years. But then the year after that, it's going to suck. It's going to really suck and you're going to hate life and, and you're going to be really sad. But would you do it? Of course they would do it. So they need to stop whining right now and it just, it just accept the fact that this is a bit of an anomaly and they'll get back on the horse the following season and everything's going to be great. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, now with regard to this game in particular, I like the away team again, even though Liverpool, this is their home game. They're playing in Budapest where leg one was. I think that's a benefit. They've been, they've lost six straight at home. We've talked about that ad nauseum. I still think that Leipzig have a little bit something. They have more to gain and nothing to lose. And I think Liverpool don't always play well with those circumstances. I like RB Leipzig to win straight up plus 190, I think is really good value. It doesn't mean they're going to go through, right? They can win 3-1 and still not go through. 2-1, not go through. I actually like uh, Alexander Sorloff to score anytime, plus 190. And I say that because in his last two starts for RB Leipzig, he's got two goals and two assists. And he's really emerged as a player that they could count on to do a couple things. He can hold up the ball and get on the end of crosses. Uh, he's also combining really well with, with Nkunku in particular. And I think there's a nice vibe around Sorloff right now. I think he will start instead of Yusuf Polson. And I like him to get some opportunities against his back line for Liverpool. That said, though, from a Liverpool, Liverpool perspective, you still got Jota probably going to start. Salah's going to play the false nine because I think Firmino's out. And then Sadio Mane. If you can't get one of those guys to get a goal for you, then yeah, this season is completely lost. But there's something about the Champions League that I think they raised their game for. I think that RB Leipzig will have to take some risk at some point, depending on when that first goal is scored, if they score that first goal. It, once Liverpool scores it, though, it's, it's done. I don't see RB Leipzig doing enough. And I think Jurgen Klopp's going to have his guys ready to go. Like, just be tough to play against today. That's it. Just be tough to play against, and we're going to see this through. Yeah, this might be uh, Jurgen Klopp's biggest game this season. Just because of everything. Uh, the, the Premier League is done. They're not in a Champions League spot as of now. They might not even get Europa, as you mentioned, Jimmy, uh, before. This is it for them. Trying to get something. And I have never seen Liverpool under your club this low on confidence. Uh, Mohamed Salah looks like a different person. Jonathan Johnson, your thoughts on this game? Uh, because regardless of that, they do hold that 2-0 lead. But as we always say, the most dangerous scoreline. It's two nothing. What do you think, JJ? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I totally agree with you. I do think that it's dangerously poised. Uh, I know my brother would be delighted uh, to have heard Jimmy's, uh, you know, positive take on things and and how good the last couple of seasons have been to Liverpool. Uh, I don't quite share the same uh, <laughs> the, the, the same empathy. Uh, you know, I'm quite enjoying uh, my brother suffering week after week at this moment in time. Uh, it's well, Christmas is going to be fun, JJ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't wait for it. I mean, it was already good enough when uh, Villa thrashed Liverpool earlier in the oh, season. Oh, man, that must have been beautiful. That, that was my Christmas coming early. Uh, I totally agree with Jimmy in that I can see Leipzig winning this one, but Liverpool going through. Uh, I think you have a good point as well in that this really is, uh, you know, the big key moments of the, of the season, uh, Luis Miguel, uh, you know, for, for, for Klopp and for Liverpool, because, you know, it's really sort of come to the absolute worst scenario. I don't think anyone foresaw, uh, you know, this kind of run, especially at home. Um, and I do think that playing a home game out away from Anfield at this moment in time is going to take away from, from that complex slightly. Uh, you know, I do think we'll see a better Liverpool performance. But let's also cast our minds back to the first leg. You know, Leipzig had 
some good opportunities. You know, I think they hit the post early on through Olmo, you know, and if that goes in, it's a completely different game. Liverpool, uh, you know, waited until sort of uh, 10 minutes or so into the second half to, to strike, uh, got two quick fire goals. Uh, you know, and Leipzig were unlucky to not even get on the score sheet that night. Uh, I think that they'll set it right this time. And I think we could be approaching sort of an end to the game where Leipzig are two goals up uh, and Liverpool snatch something very late on, uh, you know, lose the game on the night, but go through uh, on aggregate because I think Leipzig really dropped the ball, uh, letting Liverpool win by two goals uh, at home. We'll see if that is actually what comes to pass. Uh, but I, you know, I really do expect Liverpool to show a bit more fight because it is, it is quite alarming and, you know, I kind of wonder as well if there's going to be a bit of a, an unsettling effect on the squad. The speculation about Klopp taking over as Germany coach. We know that Joachim Löw is leaving uh, after the Euros in the summer. Uh, Klopp has come out pre-match and said, uh, you know, distancing himself from that role. But the longer that this funk continues, you know, and you look at how history has repeated itself as well from his time with Borussia Dortmund, it's difficult to see how Liverpool are going to get out of this situation at this moment in time. Because in order to give Klopp the, the you know, the sort of new energy, new start that, that he'll need to start a, a new cycle at Anfield, he's going to have to move out quite a few of the, the players in that squad. Okay, there's some guys approaching the ends of their career. They're not that much of a, an issue. But when you're looking at that attack, uh, as Jimmy was saying earlier, you know, when you've got the likes of Mane, you've got the likes of Salah, uh, you know, unable to find the back of the net for games on end, you know, that suggests that perhaps something has changed mentally there. Uh, and, and those are the kind of areas where Liverpool are going to have to implement change if Klopp is going to be able to enjoy uh, a second win with this club. Yeah, no, some really good points there. And uh, listen, uh, Liverpool fans, we don't want to beat too much on you. It is obviously the I, injury. I <laughs> Jonathan I, does. I learned that. <laughs> Jay, hear that, JJ's brother? JJ does. Okay, what's his, what's his name, JJ? Michael. Michael. I'm JJ. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we need to remember the injuries have been an issue. But what I saw from the loss against Fulham was that like there was not usually what we are customers of to Liverpool is that effort, that fight, that passion. You didn't see it. And you make another good point, JJ, that this game, by the way, is not at Anfield. It's not at a packed Anfield. It's in Hungary, in Pushkas Arena. So that just makes it so very interesting from another perspective, especially as we get used to this during the, the COVID uh, times in the game. Jimmy, any additional thoughts on this game? And actually, something that JJ just brought up. What, what, let's say Liverpool loses this game. Like, and it's out, actually. Lose and they're out, right? What is, you know, I'm just saying, I know that Klopp is so popular and he's a great manager and what he's done for Liverpool is amazing. But put yourselves in the situation of another manager in another club, right? Uh, would, would they have their job right now? It, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying, let's say they, they get knocked out of the Champions League. They continue to struggle in the Premier League. They don't get Champions League, right? What, what happens then? Nothing. I think you, you stick with this guy. Obviously, he brought you tremendous success, helped you win a league title for the first time in 30 years. And and uh, really set the tone and culture, I think, for the club for years to come, whether he's there or not. I would say that this is a bit of an anomaly. As I mentioned before, they have plenty of excuses they can use. I like that he doesn't try to lean on those excuses too much, but some of it's inevitable, right? They have so many significant losses. They've had a lot of personal stuff going on behind the scenes. And I just think there's a lot of emotional weight that's uh, on, on Liverpool right now. And the expectations of, of can they do it again? 
there's going to be a mental drop off for sure. Once they won that league, there was so much pressure and build up to that. They had to have some type of release. We see it with teams all the time. All of a sudden they play well, they accomplish something and there's a bit of a drop off. So we'll see uh, how, how they do the rest of the season in this, in this leg in particular. I do want to put some respect on Mosala's name, even though it doesn't seem like he's playing very well. He's got 25 goals in 40 games. That's something, you know, I think he's doing, I think Sadio Mane maybe use and, and Bobby Firmino maybe haven't been playing at the levels that we expect as consistently. I mean, obviously we can see their talent. I, I look back at Sadio Mane against Crystal Palace when that was like the peak Liverpool. They scored seven goals on eight shots. You're like, wow, they're back. And then it's been a complete drop off from them. I'm curious though, from a tactical standpoint, if Liverpool come out with that same type of high press urgency, I know it led to a couple goals, you know, their urgency and their energy to, to, cause RB Leipzig just pissed it away and, and Sabitzer gave a breakaway to Mo Salah and, and uh, you know, Sadio Mane made, made him, you know, made the most of a bad mistake as well. That's, that's Liverpool. We know, right. Capitalizing on mistakes. I just, if they press so high because of all the games that they had, you can still do that type of pressing, but you can drop off about 20 yards. And I think that will kind of, shorten the space of the field so, so that RB Leipzig can't get in behind. Not that Sorloth is going to do it or Nkunku, but, but they can't create maybe those numerical advantages because if they break that first line of press, RB Leipzig from Liverpool, then that's where things start to open up. And that's where I think Liverpool really struggle in that defensive transition. All he has to do is start his line of confrontation. I know I'm getting coaching speak on you guys, but if they just start their line, instead of at the top of the box where they usually do it in high press all the way up the field, just drop off 30 yards. You got a 2-0 lead. You know that RB Leipzig's got to press at some point, And you know you're amazing with some guys that can counter better than most players in the world. So I'm kind of curious to see where he sets up because I just think those guys get tired. You can't press like that for five straight years or whatever Jurgen Klopp's been there. And then all of a sudden expect that you're not going to get tired. You know, they're not robots, even though it looks like some of them are at times. Yeah. And by the way, RB Leipzig, since that loss to Liverpool, won uh, the straight four games after that. Uh, Three nothing, three two against Mönchengladbach, three two nothing against Wolfsburg, three nothing against Freiburg. Uh, so you know they're they're high on confidence. So this is going to be an interesting game. And and to both your points, how they approach it. All right, Jonathan Johnson, what's your final score prediction on this one? Uh, Liverpool beginning this game with a two nothing lead. Like I said earlier, uh, I think that Leipzig will win on the night, but I think Liverpool will go through on aggregate. So my call is two one. To two one to Leipzig, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Conrad, yeah, I agree with that. JJ's smart man. <laughs> hey, you know what? I checked the piece, and I think I said that too. So that's fine. So we're all we're all in agreement. All right. So we have Liverpool going through despite losing, and we have PSG going through despite losing. We will see what happens. Well, that's it. That's our show. That's our Wednesday Champions League preview. Thank you so much to both Jonathan Johnson and Jimmy Conrad. Before we leave, final thoughts on anything that you want as we look ahead uh, to more chat, perhaps games from next week as well. Jimmy Conrad, any final thoughts? Wow. Now I feel that was a nice setup. I'm I actually looking pressure. forward to the to the Europa League. I want to I want to talk a little Manchester United AC Milan. I think that's Ooh, be that's a right. Matchup. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Jonathan Johnson, how about you? Yeah, likewise, like Jimmy, you know, I think we're we're spoiled once again. We've got a great uh, lineup of matches this week and next week to look forward to. So just, you know, bring on all of the the crazy action. And I hope that those uh, prestigious uh, matchups, you know, live up to, to expectation and give us some uh, great entertainment. Yep, well said. You know what I'm looking forward to? Aston Villa against Newcastle on Friday, John. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And it's a four it's a four day Champions League quality weekend. It is. It is. Yes. I wish you guys the best. I can't wait for uh, all of us to suffer through 90 minutes of nothing.
It's going to be amazing. Jimmy, you know I have a sauce for Newcastle because of Norberto Solano. So I you know, know, I you know. know. But uh, as far as this season is concerned, we're out for blood, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, thank you so much, brother. Thanks, Luis. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, thank you. Guys, thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure as always. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and Jonathan Johnson for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pod. Send us tweets. Ask us questions. We want to hear from you. Anything from the Champions League to the Premier League to the NWSL to so much more. Please ask us questions. We want to grow this community. Also, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Lasso. We're on cbsports.com and so much more. Stay with us because we also have recaps after the Champions League league and so much more including weekend preview europa league etc etc thank you so much for listening for watching we'll see you next time okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.